apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast, Keys to the City. I crossed up by Kobe, we'll float in Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on, fun. But I didn't make my point. I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clover Crest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. Hello, basketball fans. Welcome to the Posting Up podcast. No Lucas today, just myself, Big Jace, King Zay, and Sean Scanlon. But we still got a lot to talk about as far as everything from around the league. Let's start off all-stars. All-star starters. The starters are announced tomorrow, I believe. Tomorrow on uh, NBA on TNT, I believe. Uh, The all-star starters are going to be announced. The leading vote getters for the Western Conference uh, in the front court is uh, LeBron James, Nikolai Jokic, and number three, surprisingly, Andrew Wiggins. Those are the top three there. Top three guards: Steph Curry, John ja Morant, Luka Doncic. Uh, fourth is Clay Thompson. Golden State. I don't know why they just know how to vote. Like remember when Zaza Pachulia was leading votes? I don't know what's going on in Golden State. But they just know how to vote. Or, uh, and then uh, for the Eastern Conference, front court, the top three vote-getters are Kevin Durant, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. For guards, DeMar DeRozan, Trey Young, and Zach Levine. Zay, who do you think the starters should be? Well, obviously, it doesn't matter what I say. It's, it's a pickup game now, so... <laughs> And we know that the All-Star game is a fan contest. But I will tell you one. I need to see John Morant in the starting lineup for the East. Uh, for the West, excuse me. And, and if he's not in the starting lineup, I definitely need to see Darius Garland playing for the East because he has been playing really good in Cleveland. I know this firsthand being a Knicks fan that he's been tearing teams up. So I, I'm not going to argue those two. I think they're great. And for the record, it's not Golden State is great. They just find great marketing. Andrew Wiggins is getting votes because one of these, uh, one of those Korean pop groups, I can't remember their name. Um, you, you know the popular one that's on the BTS. Samsung commercial, BTS, or one of the, one of their members 
started asking his fans to start voting for him. So he's got folks coming from little girls, nine years old, ten years old, because <laughs> they follow. It's just ridiculous at this point. Derrick Rose has votes. He hasn't played in like three months. Yeah, he's ahead of uh, Darius Garland right now. It, it, it's honestly a joke at this point. It, it has been a joke for a while. We know how this weekend has gone. So, like I said, I just want to see John Moran. I think Darius Garland definitely deserves a nod. I could care less for anything else. It's the same crap every year. <laughs> Sean, what do you think? I think the way the voting set up right now, um, obviously you get some jokes of votes like Clay Thompson, Kyrie Irving, uh, Derrick Rose, like you mentioned, but I think they have it almost right uh, in the West. I, I think LeBron and Jokic should be in the starting lineup, and then uh, I would go to Cat for the third starting front court because there's three in the front court and then two in the back court. But I mean, the Timberwolves, I think they've ex- exceeded expectations so far. Cat's uh, having another great year. He's obviously a great scorer, uh, picking it up a little defensively. Um, he could score from inside or outside. So. I think he should be the other starter in that uh, that front court. And for the guards, I think they have it right with Stefan Ja. Um, I mean, you can make an argument for Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, but uh, the year that Ja Morant is having, it's spectacular. spectacular excuse me. Uh, but he's really stepped up in his third year. The Grizzlies are at the top of the West uh, right up there. So I think he definitely deserves it. And uh, for the East, uh, Eastern Conference, I think they got it right with KD, Giannis, Joel Embiid. Um, Joel Embiid has been in an absolute tear. I know Lucas is probably uh, missing out on the show because he wants to talk about Joel, but he's been phenomenal, especially over the this month. He's been absolutely terrorizing teams. Uh, I know you don't like that, Zay, but you can't you can't knock the man. He's been incredible. And then uh, the guards, I think they have it right with Demar Derozan and Trey Young. Um, you could also throw Zach Levine in there, Darius Garland, like you mentioned. I think he should definitely get an All Star nod. I don't know about as a starter, but yeah, I think he should definitely get in there. And then uh, Fred Van Vliet, he's been underrated this year. The Raptors have kind of bounced back. So I think Fred Van Vliet and Darius Garland should get nods. But um, the, while the bottom of the, the voting is pretty laughable, some of the guys that are up there, even Russell Westbrook, I love my guy Russ. He's my favorite player. But this is not the year he should be getting votes. Carmelo uh, Anthony. I think at the top of it, they, they got it pretty right. The only one, I, the only gripe I would have is uh, Andrew Wiggins, third. I He's having a good year. Definitely he's improved, but. I don't think he should be at the top. I would put in cat for him. But other than that, uh, I'm not I'm not too mad about the top of those uh the voting at that list. No, I, I I'm with you, Sean. Uh yeah, I, I think Andrew Wiggins the only head scratcher. Um I, I don't know if I'd put cat in. Uh maybe Paul George. But I mean I, I don't even Paul know George hasn't played a lot though. I, I know, but I mean Joel Embiid's barely played. He ever barely plays. Put uh, Jared Allen Paul George. Yeah, you're right. But uh, uh, no. Uh, and as far as that, uh, yeah, Demar Demar Derozan for sure. I love that he's the number one. Uh, as far as guards go, I do. Steph's been great. Uh, this even despite the struggles this past month. Uh, him struggling shooting the ball. He still deserves to be. He still deserves to be in the MVP conversation. Um, but yeah, I mean. You guys talking about people getting odds? I, I would. Jared Allen d- deserves to be on there for sure. Uh, I know you're talking about Darius Garland, but Jared Allen's a beast. Look at. I mean, we'll talk about the Nets and James Harden in a little bit here, but I mean, to lose a guy like Jared Allen for James Harden, that's kind of rough. And I mean, not just that you're losing a lot more. And you mentioned Fred Van Vliet. Uh, Sean, he's been balling out. He's been playing great. Um, so, yeah, he definitely deserves a nod. Russ over – it's crazy. Russ has more votes than Chris Paul, Donovan Mitchell, Damian Lillard, and Anthony Edwards. I well, Russ is the GOAT, so it's, it's all right. Yeah, sure. No, Anthony Edwards is another one that I forgot to mention. He, he should probably get an all-star nod, too. Yeah, he, he, especially after that forty piece last night. Sheesh, a hundred percent over Russ for sure. Jose, you're muted. I, I think you're muted. Uh, what do you see, Chris Paul? I, I see, I see Rajon Rondo, Phoenix. Where do you see Chris Paul at? <laughs> if you don't know the joke, I'll put you on later. They hate each other. It literally is a meme of these two. Somebody in the mall taking a picture of Rondo and saying it was Chris Paul. <laughs> oh yeah, Chris Paul uh, spat in his face, didn't he? A couple years ago. Oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah, they, 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 they hate they, each other. Yeah, of course. That was yeah. just being a point. 
Yeah, but I mean, yeah, when you got those guys like that. Those type of guys on, on the court, like a guy like Gary Payton. He is that leader, that kind of that facilitator. He, he knows how to also get into other people's heads and slow them down and that stuff. And when you got guys like Rondo, that's a big part about being a defensive stud. That's honestly why a guy like Kyrie, I mean uh, Kawhi, I think is kind of underrated defensively because he doesn't have that trash talk. And I feel like a lot of people value that mental aspect of uh, the defensive game. So, yeah, look at Patrick Beverly. I mean, he's not that great of a basketball player, but he'll he'll get in your head. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, and I mean, uh, at the height of uh, LeBron James with the Cavs, Delvin Dova was like that too. Not great. Lance Stevenson. Lance Stevenson. Yeah. You know a lot more of the no, you know a lot more of the names of the trash talkers than you do the actual like great defensive players who just do their job. You know, it kind of sucks, but I mean, part of the game, you know. But uh, all right, that's gonna do it for all star stuff. Let's take a quick break and we'll get back with the game break, talking about some uh, really the Lakers really for this game break. So yeah, we'll be right back. (laughs) So Jess, why did you become a realtor? I worked in a various customer service jobs, so I wanted something a little bit more rewarding. Um, Becoming a real estate agent, being able to help people find their forever homes or their investment homes, starter homes. It's very exciting, so a lot of fun. Now, you've gotten off to a really good start in your real estate career. What has been the most rewarding part of this for you so far? Helping people, especially like first-time home buyers, um, finding their first home. They're so excited. Um, I'm so excited to help them. So it's a nice, rewarding part. What is it that you think makes you different than other real estate agents? I think that my various roles in customer service has helped me. So I like to ask a lot of questions and I want to know what I'm doing. So I think that helps a lot because I'm not going to steer people the wrong way. I'm going to make sure they have knowledgeable decisions um, and help them find the right home. Last thing I'm going to ask you is, and I know these are words that you live by, but the mantra at CTVD Realty is? People over paychecks, do the damn thing. And that's what we do. All right, big shout out to CTVD Realty for sponsoring today's episode. Now let's get into our first game break of today. Starting off, Anthony Davis made his return last night as uh, the Lakers beat the Nets the next 106-96. And, I mean, uh, he didn't play great. He had a couple nice lobs, a couple nice finishes. Um, uh, but there's still going to be a lot of chatter. I remember I was actually speaking to, to a Lakers fan uh, before this game, and they're like, I they just hoped that – when Anthony Davis got back, him and LeBron could just take control of everything. And Ross can just run the second unit and mesh everything together. They got the win. Russ didn't look great. Anthony Davis didn't look great. You can't expect him to look great coming off of an injury. But, uh, Zay, what do you think of the Lakers team? And I know we spoke about a little bit. I know we also had on the docket John Wall as a as a talking point here, but I've also heard that the only possible trade position for Russell Westbrook could be John Wall, retrade for John Wall. Which I mean, I, I kind of would take that if I'm the Lakers, to be honest. But uh, Zay, what do you think of this Lakers sitch? No, 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 no. Don't don't no. Don't no no no. Do not trade for John Wall. I uh, you've already made a mess by putting all these old geezers together and thinking that this retirement home team was going to take it to the house, being led by Anthony Davis and LeBron James and Stanley. What I don't. It doesn't even make sense what they're doing with this team. I'm I'm (sighs) trading for John Wall isn't going to do you anything. He's going to be a player who, again, doesn't fit your system. 
doesn't help your team. And then when he doesn't help your team because he doesn't fit the system and he's not scoring, because at the end of the day, your ultimate point guard is LeBron James. For the, for whatever team he's on, we always know the ball, you know, it for the most part runs through LeBron James. And when it doesn't, things get hairy from there. Unless you have a, you know, a top point guard like a Kyrie Irving, which you don't have. And you won't get with John Wall. It's a waste of time. It's just another piece that doesn't fit. It's similar to what my Knicks did with Kimball Walker, who we'll get to the end of the year. And we'll be like, thank God we could throw that contract in the trash because they're waste of time players. They're, they, they don't have what you need anymore. The Lakers need to get younger. They do not need to get older. They do not need to bring in another guy to try to sustain, you know, no. You need to start building this team to get younger. You're probably not going to make it deep in the playoffs with this roster that you have. Start thinking towards the future. If you want to play with LeBron, start thinking about who can we bring in next summer that could play well with LeBron and who isn't over 40. And then maybe, maybe you'll have a contender for LeBron's last two years. But this team... Trading for John Wall would just be disastrous, even with Anthony Davis coming back. He's good, but he's not that great. Plus, he's not reliable. I mean, John Wall isn't over 40. Obviously, he's not over 40, but you know how we treat (laughs) basketball players once they reach 29 and 30. It's No, but I mean, John Wall is well-rested, my man. Well-rested. Barely playing in Houston. Uh Sean, what, what do you think of the Lakers, and what do you think of that possible trade today? I agree with Zay that it, it wouldn't work out. Um, I mean, John Wall, he is very well-rested, but he also, you know, he hasn't played in a long time. He missed two seasons in a row. He played a little bit last year, and he, he looked okay, but he's not going to be the same old John Wall. And even as much as Russell Westbrook isn't a great fit with the Lakers, um, I agree. I don't think they're going anywhere far in the postseason. Uh, I don't. I don't think it could be any worse than John Wall. At least uh, he gives you better athleticism to the rim. Um, he needs to cut down on the turnovers, but I, I just think he's better overall than John Wall is right now. Um, and Anthony Davis coming back, I mean, he, you just hope if you're a Lakers fan that this is the only time that uh, last time he's going to be hurt this year because, like Zay said, again, he's unreliable. He's hurt uh, over and over again, like Charles Barkley calls him. He's street clothes because most of the time he's in street clothes on the bench. And – you know, it, it was it wasn't a great game last night, but uh, he had four blocks, so he looked good defensively. And obviously, it's going to take time for him to, you know, ramp back up to that level. So I think the Lakers are in a much better spot if Anthony Davis is healthy for the rest of the year. I think that you know they could win the series, maybe even get to the conference finals uh, if you know if they're LeBron keeps playing the way he is, and Anthony Davis could be come back to being a top five player. But I don't see this team making the finals. Um, I. I uh, I think they do have to get younger. Younger. Um, they need to develop guys like Taylor Horton Tucker, uh, Austin Reeves, who's looked good for them. And, you know, I, I think they have to move on from Russell Westbrook after this year. Unfortunately, you're not going to be able to trade him at the trade deadline because of that huge salary. Uh, like you said, Jace, the only player that realistically would make sense is because they both have huge salaries as John Wall. But I don't I don't see that being a, a fix that's really going to help this team in the long run. So. Say you ride it out with Russell Westbrook this year, uh, see if he improves as the year goes on, which he usually does, uh, especially around this time of year. So say you ride it out, and then after this year, uh, try and get the most out of LeBron's last couple of years because even though he hasn't slowed down, uh, at some point he, he he's going to stop playing this game because he's going to uh, get too old and too up there. But while you still have LeBron playing at this level, you try you have to try and maximize that with Anthony Davis's talent as well, and you got to try and get some good young pieces around him. So – Fortunately, I think it's a wash this year for the Lakers, but um, I, I still think, you know, in the next one to two years that you still have a decent chance of, of winning um, a championship as long as you get the right pieces around him. I love how Sean won't say Westbrook sucks. He'll do he'll, he'll walk around that bridge before he ever He's having He's it. having a rough year, all right? This is the Russell Westbrook experience. You know, Being a diehard than, Russ uh, fan, I, I know the Russell Westbrook experience. Look, I've been watching he starts it off slow. He gets a lot of turnovers. In January and February, he plays great. And then he kind of fizzles out uh, by the end of the season. But you never know. Maybe magic strikes this time. Maybe they can get something done. I just – I'm not going to slander Russell Westbrook. But he is like last Westbrook. month, Russell Westbrook's been shooting better than Steph Curry. Just like Barkley said, this would be a great hey. team in 2010. So, yes, it would. Yeah. But, uh, well, it's, it's not just Russ. They have a lot of problems. 
No. Stanley Johnson's their second highest scorer. Yes, they yeah. have a ton of problems. Yeah, that's... picked him up off the streets. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. you know, what Stanley you Johnson and Malik Monk, Malik Monk are their second and third best players. So it's definitely Dude, not great. You brought up Charles Barkley calling Anthony Davis street clothes, and I think he he went on a rant on these Lakers. The, I think it was a couple weeks ago. Because a lot of people are pointing fingers at, oh, Russell Westbrook. Oh, Frank Vogel. You're not looking at the higher-ups. Uh, because, yeah, sure, you you brought in LeBron. Yeah, you got one ring. But what have you done since then? And I think that's something you got to really look at. It's a bubble uh, ring. I mean, it's a bubble true. ring. True. Uh, that is a the ring. Heat been good. ring. The Heat haven't been playoff good since. Yeah, but uh, I, I – I do want to move on from this, but I do want to throw you guys a little bit of curveball before we move on. Staying with this game, but on the Nets, James Harden has come out and said, hey, I'm just going to test free agency. Hey, I'm sick and tired of dealing with Kyrie and KD. Zay, we talked a little bit about this in uh, in the trying about the G-Men pre-show. But uh, what do you think of that situation? What do you think of what's going on with James Harden right now? Look, look, man, as a Knicks fan, I couldn't be any more happier than what's going on in Brooklyn. We dodged major bullets by not getting Zion, by not getting KD, and putting that little three together. That has been nothing but a letdown since they've been together. And and look, the writing is on the wall. Harden sees it, too. I, I made it. I said it before, the window is going to be tight. KD coming back from injury. Kyrie, he you can tell even when Kyrie was playing full-time, he just doesn't ever seem like he's fully into it, really. And, and then you have James Harden again, who, who started off the season last year fat and out of shape and playing games, and then he wanted to get serious when he got – they're not taking this serious over there. And he's a he's a little baby, and he's expect no, Sean. He is. He's being a little baby. He how is he, he being a baby? That come on, he, he's crying, but he doesn't like how he's the most treating him. Person, he, he he's don't like there every night. Yeah, he's like he's been playing really well too. It's look, you can't rely on Kyrie. Look, at the end of the day, you have to play what's out there. You can't be banking on players who aren't there. You know, as a Nick fan, I can't be like, well, Derek Rose, Derek Rose isn't here. Kyrie isn't there for home games. And this is what you have to deal with. And this is just going to be the situation until the times change. It looks like it may change soon with the way things are looking across the globe. You see less testing going around and and less mandates being, you know, passed in the you know government. So things may start to change soon and we may see Kyrie play in home games. But until then. Just gotta weather the storm. I mean, if he wants to try free agency, that's all good and gravy. But teams are watching your behavior now. They're not. What are they gonna do? They're gonna sign you to big money. So then, when you get on that team and you're unhappy, you're gonna act the same way. I don't think players realize that. I, I, it's it's like the Antonio Brown situation. You have to watch how you. It's not that extreme. It's not oh. it's not that extreme, but it's the same thing. You have to watch. You're under a constant eye. James, I would Harden compare. Is, I would compare at, Kyrie to AB before I acting like James a Harden cancer, show. and it's looking like cancerous behavior. Teams are going to be hesitant to give him the money he thinks he's going to get in free agency. I'm I'm just going to put it out there. You might get Harden? a sap like Philly to give him the money, but I, I don't, I'm telling you. I don't see it happening. That's wild. Sean, what do you think of James's comments? I mean, I can see where he's coming from. I kind of feel bad for KD because KD is just hurt right now, and once he comes back from that injury, I, I think this will all wash over. I think it's a, a little bit of an overreaction because the Nets, if you look at them, they're still a top-four seed right now, even when they're going throwing guys out like Kessler Edwards and Sharp on their uh, – on their starting line. I looked at their starting lineup last night against the Lakers. I was like, who the hell are these guys? It's And they still had a competitive game. James Harden has been playing really well. So you'll get Kyrie for away games. You'll get KD back healthy. And last year, uh, if KD doesn't have the big-ass feet, they end up beating the Milwaukee Bucks because his, his foot is in the three-point line. We're never talking about the Bucks. So this team will be fine. They have more than enough talent. Uh, I agree with what you said, that James Harden just kind of has to weather the storm because once KD gets back, They'll be fine. They'll have Kyrie for away games, and they'll be right back in championship contention. So 
I think James Harden's uh, comments were a little premature. I think he kind of has to play more than a couple games with these no names until he starts uh, talking about next year in free agency because this team still has a championship window. They're still one at full strength, the the most talented team in the NBA. So I, I think it, this will all wash over, and you I think the Nets will be fine. You prove my point. If I'm a player on your team and I'm watching you talk about your offseason plans and we ain't even reach all-star, why do I want you in my locker room next I, year? I agree with that, but I mean, I in terms That's of the Nets, I, I, they're going to be fine. That's it, it might be if they don't win yes, this year, you're talking about three years. You've had three superstars that didn't get the job done for you. Two, all right, That's two years. Katie was gone the, the two, first entire okay. year. Two, I'm sorry, two, okay, two, but still, it's going well, to eventually the wheels are going to fall off. They have to win. Katie is only going to get older. That body is not going. We see the injury is going to become more and more frequent, and that comes from his prior injury. You have an injury like an Achilles. In order to not re-injure your Achilles, you sometimes, you you know, when you get back into it, you change your walk, you change this. That leads to other injuries that you don't even know because you're not trying to, you know, put too much pressure on this leg or this knee. And that's how he continues to have these injuries. And then before you know it, we know Harden's good for a hamstring injury. This team is going to continue to fail. It's not put I... together well. You don't have your best players in home games in the playoffs. You're in a game seven in Brooklyn. You don't have Kyrie right now. You yeah, have to yeah. hope these two are both healthy. I, I agree with that point, but I still think I that it's only confident. them. I think it's only them, the I Bucks, and the confident. Heat that are still Eastern Conference uh, contenders. That I mean, that even well, yeah, the even the if what? They're... the Bulls, baby, the Bulls, no, the, the Bulls the are good, but I. Listen, they'll fall off the rail too. I think so. No, I agree with you. Uh, on, we'll, we'll I get the to the solid, most. but I, I don't think they're championship contender solid yet. Hold yeah, on. they'll make the playoffs. But, they'll be a top four seed, but I don't think they're. I agree with you. I don't think they're going to win it this year. All right, we'll we'll talk about the Bulls in one second. But first, I, I got to make my point about James Harden. I, I kind of get where he's coming from. You just, I, I it's the NBA today. I, I don't want. He, he is being a giant crybaby. He is being a prima donna. But this is the NBA in 2022. You came over to Brooklyn so you didn't have to be the guy. You didn't have to always – everyone wasn't always looking to you. You weren't the big guy. The, the, this was my team. I'm going to carry them. You So you came here to get some of that weight off your shoulders, and now you're in a situation where you're, Kevin Durant's out for a while. Kyrie's part-time. So the weight is back on your shoulders on the whole team. Now, I, this is him being a baby and being a prima donna, but I'm telling you, I sympathize. I see where he's coming from. I see why he would be upset. And I can tell you one thing. If he does get a ring, which they they can. They can get a ring this year. If he does, I think it's going to change his look at, throughout. What, Zay? No, I'm laughing because you ever did think about it? Kyrie is literally the first NBA player to be like, I got a part-time job. <laughs> literally the first NBA player. It's just like you don't think about like imagine like you ever see the NBA hiring part-time NBA player. Like you don't see that in indeed. That's just great. I'm just thinking about it. I'm like I've never thought about that. He's the first part-time player ever. Yeah. But uh all right. We're talking about him a little bit. Bulls and my jazz, they're both struggling. Both still atop the top four in the, in each respective division, but the Jazz are two of their last ten. Have only won two of their last ten. Bulls only won three of their last ten. Bulls without uh, Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso has been a big part off the bench. Patrick Williams has also been really good off the bench, and uh, Nikolai Vucevic uh, he's uh, he's been banged up. And the Jazz, Donovan Mitchell's been in concussion protocol, and you haven't had Rudy Gobert uh, with a calf injury. Um, what's with these teams? I'll start with you, Sean, this time. What's with these teams, and can they get back to competing for the, those top spots in each respective conference? I think they're both still in decent shape to uh, get a – home playoff game and get in the top four spots. I think the Bulls are in a better spot um, just because they just got Zach Levine back too. And as long as they have Levine and DeRozan, they've been working tremendous together this season. And I think they could hold off um, those five and six seeds. Uh, I think the Cavs are legit, 
But I think they'll make the playoffs, but um, I don't see them getting to that top four. And the Sixers, I'm a little worried about. Um, it would help if they had someone on the trade block that is uh, one of the best defenders in the league. Oh, they do have that, but uh, Daryl Moore doesn't want to make that move. And Joel Embiid is playing at a great level, but if he doesn't have any help around him, I don't see them getting to that top four. So I think the Bulls will be fine. I think even at worst, they'll get the, the four seed and stay in there. The Jazz, I worry about a little bit because – uh, that team revolves around Donovan Mitchell and then Rudy Gobert defensively. So if they can't get back healthy uh, soon enough. Like you said, they're two and eight in their last 10 games, which is obviously not great. And uh, the Mavericks are right there on the cusp of getting that four seed. And they've been playing really well aside from that blowout loss to the Warriors last night, but the Warriors are probably the best team in the NBA right now. So uh, I think the Mavericks could definitely steal that spot. Uh, the jazz have to get it together quick. I don't think they're in jeopardy of, you know, falling down to like an eight seed, but I do think that, they are in jeopardy of uh, losing a top four seed right now. So I think the Bulls are in a better spot. But um, realistically, both these teams could easily still get um, home playoff games, I think. Yeah. Zay, what are, what are your thoughts on that? No, I completely agree with Sean. Um, the Bulls are completely in a better spot. The East is in flux outside of number five seed. Everyone else is up, down, left, right. They can't get it together. There's really no direction in that East when you get – past the five seed so i mean like the hornets are hot then they're cold the raptors are hot then they're cold obviously my knicks in atlanta can't seem to get on track at all and if you know if i could see any of those teams you know maybe catching a streak and advancing somewhere but i don't think it'd be enough to catch the bulls who are in second place and like sean said as long as they have the rosen they should be good who's been playing probably at an mvp level this year if him not to be in the running for MVP would just be ridiculous at this point. Facts. And the West is just becoming a monster. Literally teams that you weren't expecting, you know, teams that were in the play in like the Grizzlies last year, they're here. So it's going to be, you know, a fight over there in the West. They're going to need to get their big dogs back if they want to stand a chance and, you know, contend. Because we know how fast the season moves after All-Star break. It's really quick, and then we're in the playoffs after that. So I think the Bulls, I, I agree with Sean, the Bulls are in the best position to probably hold it off, but I don't think the Jazz will miss the playoffs. I think they're still a great, a solid team outside of their two big stars. But whew, that West's conference is a monster now. No, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. None of these teams are dropping, like, uh, all, all the way down. But I, I will say – I agree with you guys. I have more faith in the Bulls than I do the Jazz. I've been preaching this all year. The Bulls, this team is for real. All these guys, they're young, hungry guys, and they're all getting together at the right time. And I just think that this is a team. I don't want to necessarily say team of destiny, but they're playing very good basketball. They're playing pretty well. Uh so I, I do think that they, yeah, bumps and bruises come along here and there. I think they will figure it out, get healthy, and get back to, to Chicago Bulls basketball. As far as the Jazz, same thing. I do think once Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell get healthy, it is going to be rough with uh, with the, the teams in the West really, like, stepping up. I feel like East, everything's more or less in flux. Uh, and in, in the West, everyone's – they're playing great basketball. So I, I am a little scared for my Jazz. I hope they can maintain at least that four seed. Um, but I, I do think once they'll get healthy, they, I do think both these teams, the, the, they're going to struggle at least till the All-Star break. And then I think these are two teams that once the All-Star break hits, they'll get healthy and they'll get back on, on to the winning ways. I, I think both these teams will come out hot, like go on a big win streak coming out of the all-star break after they get healthy. So, yeah, we'll see him there. But, uh, I yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I honestly do. I, I've been thinking a lot about this off season. I think the Bulls can get to the, get to the NBA finals. I'm going to say that now, but, uh, all right. Got a little bit more to talk about. Uh, but first we still got one more promo to play from you from one of our sponsors. So we will be right back after this. So I spent 23 years in the army as a squad leader, platoon sergeant, and, and so on and so forth. And 
when I came back from Iraq, I was welcomed by the VFW at the airport. And these guys were able to, one, guide me to my next destination. And they were also giving me, you know, some boxes and stuff, the goodies and everything else. They took care of me. And I made it my goal that when I was to come back, when I was finished serving my country, that I would be the member of the VFW and do the same thing for our future veterans. I might not be wearing the uniform, but I'm still here doing some volunteer service. And I feel like that's very, very important. All of us veterans, you know, we stand by each other. We all experience, you know, something similar. And, and it is a bond. And, you know, trying to go somewhere else is just not the same. Come to the VFW, become a member, you know, even for a little bit, man, just, just try it out. All right, game break number two. Best bets and games to watch out for. Zay, what you got uh, for your game to watch out for? Well, best bets, uh, well, games to watch out. Well, I didn't actually look that far on the schedule. I actually got as far as best bets. But um, best bets, I did see I liked Cleveland getting seven against the Bucks. Again, I mentioned earlier Garland and Cleveland have been playing really good, and I think they're going to surprise a lot of teams. And I'm not sure if, you know, if uh, Vegas is giving them the credit they deserve yet. So I, I kind of like that. And I always tell you, anything against the Knicks, just take it right now. Just make it. <laughs> just don't even think about it. If you see it, just take it. Uh, I will say, Zay, uh, the Bucks are uh, are leading right now, twenty nine to twenty. So I, I think if you're a betting person and you agree with Zay, those live betting odds should be pretty good. You, you, you can't with basketball. You know, you can't you can't pay too much into the first three quarters. You know how oh, we get right. you. You get to the fourth quarter, two minutes left, and all of a sudden it's a it's a five point game. It's almost like it's scripted sometimes. So I, Cleveland to get there, I'm not worried about it. They're a really good, solid team. Uh, solid team. They're they're the cover kings too. Best team against the spread in the NBA. Yeah. Not a bad pick. All right, Sean, what you got? Uh, for best bet, uh, I got a game coming up in four minutes, actually, at 7.30. I have the Hawks covering uh, minus 10.5. I, I bet it earlier today. I got it at 9.5 against the Kings, but um, it it's apparently says 10.5 now. Still, I take it. Uh, Hawks have won four in a row. They've covered four in a row. Uh, the Kings just got absolutely torched last <laughs> night by the Celtics. Uh, lost by 53. It's embarrassing, so I don't see it getting any better tonight. Uh, it feels like the Hawks are starting to get that momentum going a little bit. Uh, like I mentioned, a little winning streak going. And the Kings have also not covered in five of the past six. So uh, two betting trending directions that are going different ways. Uh, Hawks are going up. Kings are going down. So I think the Hawks take advantage, keep that winning streak rolling, and win by at least 11 tonight. And then a game I'm looking forward to. I'm going tomorrow night uh, after the name, the All-Star Starters on TNT, 76ers, Lakers. Uh, I mentioned Joel Embiid earlier in the show, but just been phenomenal uh, in the last six games. I think it is. He's had more uh, points and he's played minutes. Um, he's been tremendous. He had a 50 and 12 game in less than 30 minutes. So he's been on a tear and then Lakers um, see if they can get a little winning streak going. Anthony Davis coming back is huge for them. So see if we can get more than eight points this time around. Um, so yeah, it's the game I'm looking forward to tomorrow night. All right. Those are all solid. Uh, for my best bet, I got the Bulls minus three and a half against the Raptors tonight. Uh, I know the Bulls are banged up. Uh, I still think Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan can, can get it done. The Raptors, uh, I mean, I, I've spoken on this show early in the season how much I love the Raptors, but Pascal Siakam is a – he's a problem for them because I feel like when he was injured, when he wasn't playing, I feel like they were better. They were getting the ball through Scotty Barnes, and Scotty Barnes was playing great. He was uh, up there for Rookie of the Year. So uh, I, I think when Pascal got healthy, that kind of like threw everything off. I know Fred Van Vliet is playing pretty pretty well as well. But, I, I mean, uh, they are still struggling. They are. I, I was very, very high on this team at the beginning of the season. And they've been not the same team they were. Not the same team they were, to say the least. But uh, for and that's my best bet for my game to look out for Friday night. I got the Jazz at the Grizz. 
uh, rematch of the first round of last year's playoffs. I'm glad I'm not putting this as a bet because I think the Grizz are going to whoop the Jazz, but I still think it's going to be a fun game and fun game to look out for. But uh, all right, let's end the show. Uh, last year, we had, Lucas always had these something fun, as he called it. I got something fun for us. Uh, we had the this upcoming. We're pushing to the Super Bowl in the NFL, and last week, uh, I mean, you got the goat in the NFL, Tom Brady, and you got the baby goat in Patrick Mahomes. Tom Brady was sadly kicked at given the boot last week by the Rams. Uh, not sadly. Okay. Sure. Uh, we don't care. Well. Sure. Okay. <laughs> but uh, and now you got Patrick Mahomes still doing his thing. Uh, you had that rematch last year in the Super Bowl, and I mean it's pretty it's pretty evident that LeBron James is the goat. But that leads me to question: so, if Tom Brady is to Patrick Mahomes, then LeBron James is to who right now? Who is the NBA's baby goat? Zay. John Morant. Oh, yep. I like I that. I said it. The boy can score. He's running down blocks. His passing is just ridiculous. And we can see what he does when he gets the ball in this open lane show, Tom. I'm telling you now, give him five years. He will be the best player in the league at that point. It's hard to see a player like because obviously he's a point guard. And, you know, when you think of players that lead their team, for the most part, we like to think of the small forward position especially. But John Morant, he has gifts that. Most of these players do not have, especially at the position he plays and at the size he's at. He has so for me that is the baby future baby goat. I like that. I like that a lot. But I do. I I gotta go back and find it because I remember talking about like the game I mentioned last segment, Utah versus Memphis last year in the playoffs. I remember saying. This is why Memphis, this is why John Morant's going to be better than Zion. This is why John Morant is the new face of the NBA and not Zion, like everyone thought. He was, he was there being competitive for his team. And uh, so, yeah, I, I love that pick a lot, but I, that's not necessarily mine. But, Sean, who you got? I like that pick as well. Um, that's uh, I think it's a good one. But I'm going to go with Giannis. Um, I think that. Katie and Steph are obviously great players. They're right up there with LeBron, but they're kind of the same generation, and they're not getting any younger. They're pretty old. So I think the next generation of the NBA will be Giannis's generation. Uh, at 27 year old, 27 years old, he's already got NBA championship, Finals MVP, two-time MVP, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, five-time All-Star. So similar to Patrick Mahomes, where he's already racked up all these accomplishments at a pretty young age, and I think he's just going to continue. So I, I think he's going to be in the next face of the mm-hmm. NBA. You you kill me, Sean, because you said it yourself. If KD hadn't foot wasn't that big, we wouldn't be talking about him. We wouldn't be talking about him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but unfortunately, it's like a size eighteen, so nothing you can do about it. But yeah, so I think Giannis is right there. Uh, if, but if that did happen, I would say probably Luka Doncic would be the other one. But he just hasn't had playoff success, so kind of hard to throw him in there right now. But uh, yeah, I think Giannis would have to be my pick. All right, I, I like that too. Giannis was. I mean, if you didn't have Giannis at least on your board here, something was wrong. Uh, Giannis was one of those names that floated by for me. Luca as well. But I'm going to go with not just the baby goat, the baby face goat, and the greatest shooter of all time, Steph Curry. Oh, I mean. Oh, stop the goat. What? Yes. Who? We talked about this months ago, Zay. LeBron I'll James, give, listen, listen. No, let, let me get my point. Let me get my point. Let me get my point across. Listen to me. LeBron, LeBron James came in and he changed the game forever with the, the the pass, getting being able to be that big guy, move the ball, getting everything going around the 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 three point line. He came in and he changed that. That's why he's mm-hmm. one of the goats, and he's still continuing in his dominance. And Steph Curry, the next person to change the game after LeBron James has been Steph Curry because of his shooting ability and him bringing in the small ball. We've talked about this so much. It doesn't help. 
Hold on, it doesn't help that his teammate on the other side does basically almost the same thing he does at almost the same percentage that he does. Just, I honestly, Clay Thompson okay, but, isn't that but, far off. No, but Steph Curry was still dominating with, with not Clay Thompson. Again, imagine if LeBron Monte James Ellis, he was still on. putting up great numbers. So I don't imagine know. Imagine if LeBron James got to play with another LeBron James player who was all just a cut below him. Do you know how different his career in Cleveland would have been? Well, he already played with J.R. Smith, so uh, let's let's be fair. All right. And on that note, I'm folks. kidding. <laughs> no, that, that'd be a scary sight. The post to go cut. The post to go no, podcast. No, I guess Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. That would be Dwayne the closest. Wade. Wait, when when he paired with Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade was hold on. Dwayne Wade was older, and again, Dwayne Wade is still not the player that LeBron James is. Dwayne Wade went on his podcast the other day and said LeBron James rolled his ankle and continued that game, an injury that keeps most players out for a couple weeks. He said he the way he rolled it, he should have been out for at least a month. And LeBron got back out there. And imagine if LeBron had another player like him who don't miss, you know, doesn't miss games, durable as hell, just great all around, and just a cut below. Do you realize what LeBron's career would have been like in Cleveland? Steph had someone next to him in Clay Thompson, who, in my opinion, if there was no Steph, we'd be talking about Clay the way we talk about Steph. I'm sorry to say, no, dude, Clay oh, is that good of a shooter, dude. Not Steph was, Thompson. I, I'm not, I'm not, but Steph was doing Steph things with Monte Ellis there, so I don't want to get. I'm he was like, on the bench with Monte Ellis. He was coming off the bench with. Monte, are you kidding me? For like what, like ten games, he, he earned his no, spot there for almost a whole year. Mark Jackson literally got fired, and then they started Dude. playing. Cur- all right, all right, we're forgetting but, history now. Well, that, okay, yeah. But I, I also Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, they're not as equal. I would say, yeah, yeah they can shoot pretty damn well. Clay's a better. They're, they're much. Player. They're much different players. Okay. Though. Yeah. Clay, they're both better, good I shooters. Said, but... I didn't say he's a good shooter, but I said a cut up below, and he does everything else better. Clay literally is a better I don't defender. Know about everything than, else. He's a better defender than Curry. Curry's a much I mean, better. He's not a better passer. He's a better play. defender. Better rebounder. Did well, you I mean, say better passer? No, he's say, not a better passer. Maybe not a better passer. Oh, okay. He's a better rebounder. Off the dribble, Steph can. So Clay Clay's a catch and shoot guy. Y'all look crazy. So, yeah. So, I'll go back to get his own shot. No, I'll go back to... Okay, I'll go back. Yes, LeBron James did have that in Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade is the equivalent to Klay Thompson for Steph Curry. Dwayne Wade can't... He wasn't as great of a playmaker as LeBron. I wish Dwayne Wade could have played Klay Thompson as Brad. He would have fried him. Oh my God, <laughs> Y'all don't know. dude! This is also, I think, it's a little bit of the nostalgia fact. I, I, I'm not trying to take anything away from Dwayne Wade. Don't get me wrong here, but I mean, yeah, Dwayne Wade was great, but Clay is also great. I, I think they are very comparable. So, well, I, I mean, Clay was never that number one guy, so that's why you're gonna put Dwayne Wade ahead of him. Clay never it, had that opportunity. What I'm trying to say, is- Dwayne Wade had that opportunity. It, with, with LeBron, Shaq, and that's why he you you hold yes. him so valuable. But Clay no. never had that. I think Clay is on that level with Dwayne Wade. When LeBron played with Wade, Wade was out of his prime. He was almost at the end of his career. Basically, we know this because there wasn't much left after he left the Heat. If LeBron had played with him those years that he went and you know won this, the championship, they were playing back in '06 together. We would be talking differently about they probably would have won not one, not two, not three, not four. They probably would have won that many in a dang row. That's how good Dwayne Wade was. I can't put Clay on that level. No. Not even. Yeah, definitely not. I don't I don't think Dwayne was I don't think Dwayne was completely out of his prime though when LeBron first got there. No, I I didn't say he was completely, but I said we know he was coming towards the end of his career. You can see it. He was he was playing off to LeBron. He let LeBron lead the team. When before we know he was the guy, he was the show, he was Flash, he was, you know, he was this Wade County because of him. You know what I'm saying? They literally named a block after him. That's how great of a player he was. They're not laying, they're not, there's no Clay County. <laughs> there will never be you a Clay County over there. Give? I think, uh, I think you can get a Clay County in a Cali. 
Right outside of uh, not as long as Curry's there. Hey, dude. I mean, the the in in Utah there are car, car dealerships stocked into Malone. So I I think people respect the duo. Yeah, no maybe. no championships to show for it. Such a such a shame. Car dealership. All right, that's dude. gonna do it for John about the G Man. Sadly, Sean just disconnected. I don't know what happened there, but uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh, I, I, and I also just said that's going to do it for John about the Jew. Jeez. But, uh, yeah, I, got, right. I got you all flustered now. Let's yeah, show you one. <laughs> Dude, back knew, to back. I knew, I knew Jason no, like wow. that one. Sean brought up a terrible team, and you started thinking about your other terrible team. It just happened. It, it just happens to work right. out. I like your thinking, Zay. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. You, that's going to do it for – Posting up, I almost said John about the cheapman again. <laughs> That's gonna do it for posting up. We'll see you. I mean, yeah, I, I want to say Tuesday, but we'll, we'll see next you week. next week. Sometime we'll be back next to, week. We'll be back Tuesday. We'll be back to definitely Tuesday. Definitely Tuesday. All right. All right. Tuesday. All right. So if we're not back Tuesday and we have to move things around, blame Zay. It's all blame Zay's me. fault. It's all it's, Zay's it, fault. It's Lucas's fault, but blame me. <laughs> Oh, a little shade through there, but uh, all right. We love you, Luke. Yeah, we do, and hope hopefully you get better. Feel better dealing through a sickness. Uh, Let's hope you get better for next week. But uh, for myself, Big Jace, King Zay, and Sean Scanlon, that's gonna do it for posting up. Make sure you check out all all those great uh, sponsors we had: Uh, Annie Mac Mortgage, CTBB Realty, JPEX Financial. Go check those all out. Make sure you check out clovercrestmedia.com to find a bunch of other great podcasts, not just sports podcasts. There is a great Giants podcast with all three of us that we just recorded right before this show. Make sure you check that out as well. (laughs) What? Oh, yeah, John. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so, and there's also great true crime podcasts, political podcasts, anything you've got, Clovercrest Media has it, or if not, you can start your own podcast. But that's going to do it for myself. King Zay and Sean Scanlon. We'll see you next week for more posting up. Take care. Peter Burks. Burks fakes. Burks drives. Alley into the Veterans banging down low, and it's Embiid with that little baby hook. To Westbrook, he handles the basketball. Another lob, throw it down. AD again. DeRozan, Vucevic, Levine, Caruso, and ball. DeMar DeRozan, how many times have we seen that?